Bow chicka wow wow. Ah, excellent. Excellent start. Great music. And we don't have to pay any royalty fees for your uh, perfect introduction music to this episode of Parked Up, Tony Day. What are we up to? Episode 11, Larry yeah. Perkins, number one one. Are we going to do a Larry Perkins episode? Uh, we're not. Well, we've spoken oh. to Jack before. We have. We'll speak to LP one day. Yeah. We'll speak to LP maybe around um, that little race they have at Bathurst. The guy's pretty good around there. He certainly is. Now, it's been a really exciting week this week. Uh, we've got a calendar, mate. Yeah. Yep, we're going racing. We are going racing, which is absolutely awesome. And it's a little bit different to what everyone expected, I think. I was expecting a reduced calendar and uh, maybe some cost cutting. But we've got a really exciting addition to our calendar. We're going to Tassie, mate. Tassie. Tassie in January. That's going to be really fun. The first thing that Steph said to me was, well, we can come for a holiday then. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of families will be thinking the same. You know, that time of year, it's, uh, you know, holiday period. And Tassie will be absolutely beautiful that time of year as well. So I think it's a fantastic addition to the racing calendar. Like I said, it was a little bit unexpected. But, you know, really, really cool to... Uh, to add those events and those circuits as well, I think really suit, especially the TCR cars. Yeah, absolutely. And just in case uh, you don't know what we're talking about here, the Australian Racing Group and the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships put out its calendars for the remainder of the 2020 season, this um, this stalled season, the parked up season, mm. and uh, a, a range of really cool tracks, good tracks, manageable for for teams particularly on the eastern seaboard um, as well as some of our south australian based mm. teams in particular team brm who has quite a um, influence in the in the s5000 league so for the tcr australia series tony that you'll race in mm. six events uh, four which i guess were kind of existing um, the the only real change to any of those four is the Bathurst International becomes part of the championship. It's not going to be a two-driver endurance race, a standalone endurance race. It'll be part of your series. I think, uh, to be honest, the enduro was an awesome idea. And we had a lot of drivers trying to get a seat at that event and a, a lot of people ringing. But trying to put together such a big event like that this year was going to be tough financially. Um, and also for the teams just to gear up to do an event like that. So I think it's perfect to just go to a sprint round like they have. We still get to go to one of the best circuits in the world with these cars, which I think is is great. And maybe, you know, once we get a bit of momentum going again, next year we can relook at the Enduro. Yep, I think so. Bathurst, Mount Panorama, touring cars, it equals endurance racing. But this year, given the climate, Given the position that uh, that everyone was in and uh, easing back into the mm. sport, uh, I think the the guys at ARG, in particular Matt Braid, the CEO, has done a terrific job. Now, Tony, I thought I would save save us a hassle and speak to a couple of guys in the um, the, the newsmakers yeah. of the sport to get their to get their thoughts on the on the calendar and on some of these other additions like uh, Tasmania. Now, before we, uh, before we go and throw to these grabs that I've got with Matt Braid, Barry Rogers, and S5000 category manager, Chris Lambden, 
I thought I'd get your take on those last two events in Tassie. Like, they're going to be really cool. Simmons Plains and then Baskerville Raceway, the first time that touring car racing of any significant level has been at that track for uh, like over 40 years. Pretty cool. I think it's awesome, and I, I love Simmons Plains as a racetrack. It's quite simple in many ways, but it always presents close racing. You know, the, the field spread is very minimal because it's, you know, two long straights. It's got one of the tightest corners in the country. And then Baskerville, like, I've only been there on a driver training event actually doing a Motorsport Australia Day for Ricardo's races down there with Carl Reinler, actually. So I've only really driven a road car around the circuit. But the thing that really stands out for me is that that track has a lot of character. Um, there's not a lot of runoff, but there's a lot of character. So a lot of undulation in the circuit. There's some off-camber corners as well, as well. Long straight and then a sweeping corner onto the front straight. So it's sort of got a little bit of everything and a really short lap as well. So the best bit about that is people that come and attend the event they get to see the cars more often when they come around. If you've got a three-minute lap or whatever it might be, you've got to you know, wait for a little while for the cars to come back around. The race is going to be tight, and they're going to have a lot of action the whole entire time. So that double header, I think, has got a huge amount of merit. Um, it's going to be on TV as well, Channel 7, uh, the time of year where people have probably got the time to spend watching motorsport or sport in general. So I think I really do think that's going to be a winner, and it's just something different. You know, We haven't really seen that before. So, yeah, hats off to ARG for doing that and, uh, you know, taking a little bit of a risk with the event. But I think it will be really well received by all the teams and competitors as well. Yep, amazing. We can't wait to do it. So let's throw to these little news grabs with Matt Braid, Barry Rogers and Chris Lambton. We have a 2020 and 2021 calendar, Matt Braid. Tell us about how we got to this point and how we're going back racing. Yeah, Grant, it's been an interesting time, uh, obviously, for everybody. Um, you know, difficult circumstances for the whole world and motorsports uh, certainly been a part of that and looking at a way forward. And I think ARG, together with Motorsport Australia, has been really looking towards establishing the calendar. As you can imagine, multiple factors to consider. You know, we effectively started off with uh, establishing different scenarios from a plan A, and I think we ended up with plan R or S or T, I think, which is the final version, um, which is the iterations of right timing for to restart, uh, availability of tracks, and obviously opportunities that came up, in, you know, being the uh, the Tasmanian uh, Motorsport Festival we're gearing up for down there. That was an opportunity that came in late, which we wanted to grab a hold of and work with. So yeah, it's been a long, long process, difficult process, but I think everyone's really pleased with the outcome of the, the calendar. The only question mark left is a date for Phillip Island. Definitely in October. What's the timeline on uh, finding out the exact uh, date that we're going racing? Yeah, look, I think we're probably a week to ten days away from working out that date. Uh, it's that again. It's a, that's a, as I just discussed. It's a case of availability and also opportunity. There's a couple of things, which a couple of factors, which will help determine that date, which we're just trying to finalise. And uh, if uh, something presents itself, then it might be this date. Otherwise, alternatively, if uh, another date's made available, made available to it, then we'll take that date. So I think there's a few things up in the air which will probably land for us in about a week's time. And Tassie's super, super exciting. 
to get down there, not only for Simmons Plains, which everyone knows really, really well, but uh, also, also to go to Baskerville as well. Uh, first time that major touring car racing has gone there in, in over 40 years. That seems like it's going to be a pretty special weekend. Oh, it's going to be huge. I mean, I think all credit to, to Gary Rogers and Barry Rogers for sort of planting the seed and, and doing a lot of work behind the scenes to to get this up. It's a great idea. Yeah, it literally is going to be a motorsport motorsport festival in Tasmania for those two weeks. Um, you know, the, the, the motorsport fans in Tasmania are, you know, are, I want to say rabid, that's probably not the right word, but you know, whenever, whenever you go down there with motorsport, they are absolutely behind it. They turn out in droves above and beyond you know, the, what their population size would, would attest. They're massive supporters of motorsport, so they'll have two events back-to-back in Tassie with you know, the, the support of the local community and, and also obviously we're talking to the government who are very interested in the event as well. Uh, it's going to be huge. And I think, uh, as Gary touched on, I think it's, it's race, race back to Tassie. And I think that's well and truly it. It's going to be huge. Everyone's going to be down there. Uh, looking forward to going. Um, great categories. And, and put, a, put on two really good shows in front of the motorsport fans in Tassie is going to be special. And then and also to, to actually race on Australia Day as well and you know, do something different and race on a, on a public holiday. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. One question that you might not be able to answer, but I definitely should ask, is just relating to, you know, how we go racing with regulations and fans coming and how many people can stand in garages and and do the things that we had been accustomed to uh, pre-virus. So uh, what is ARG's plan? Yeah, so that is a good question. It is difficult to answer because things are changing all the time, but, you know, we're very thankful that we've got, Motorsport Australia is our governing body doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that and we're, we're following their lead. So Motorsport Australia has uh, put in place a return to racing plan, which sort of they're working with the state governments and obviously the relevant health authorities on. And at this stage, it's probably too premature to say exactly what will be required. But in essence, certainly in the early early races and we hope obviously as restrictions are lifted things improve but certainly for the first couple of rounds yeah the the numbers at the track will be limited there won't be spectators there there will be limitations most probably imposed on the number of team members on a per car basis for each category that can actually attend and and work on the cars and likewise uh, media and and uh, and sponsors and so forth so there, there will certainly be uh, personnel limitations at the track and people limitations full stop at the track which will mean no spectators and obviously limits for everybody else that's going to be there um, and with any luck you know that will actually improve and be re- relaxed a little bit as we progress through the year and you know, love it'd be great to see spectators at Bathurst for example in November but it's probably too early to call at the stage where that's going to be possible. Barry Rogers Great to get the ARG calendar out and about for TCR S5000 and all the other categories, but it's the Tasmania element that has everyone intrigued and and got everyone really interested. And yourself and your dad, Gary, played uh, an important role in that. Just explain for our viewers how that all came about. Yeah, okay, look, um, dad's a, you know, he's extremely passionate about Tasmania. His family all came from Tasmania, albeit that he was born up here uh, uh, on the mainland, but, he has a real passion for Tasmania, and it's it's you know one thing's having a passion, and one thing's then you know making sensible decisions about where you do and don't race. But let me tell you, Tasmania, the the the, the support for for high level motorsport down there, and, and actually in general high level sport, whether that be AFL, cricket, 
and, and obviously motorsport, they really are parochial fans. They get out and, and, and you know, support events that are put down there. It's not like, you know, you put event, uh, have, have events down there and they don't come along and support it. I mean, Tasmanians, rain, hail or shine, you put on a reasonable event, they turn up. Um, so, look, it was th- those elements. You know, Gary's love of Tasmania, the fact that the, the people in Tasmania have to, re- to, to give them something, you know, to... Week, you know, two 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 weekends of you know high level national motorsport, and to go to the iconic, you know, of course, you know, Richmond's Plains is obviously a you know a track we've raced at in, in in recent seasons. But to go back to the iconic basketball circuit that you know Gary himself raced back in the 70s, and you know there were some you know really big races back there with Moffat and Brock and a whole lot of those sort of guys at Tasmanian 10,000 type days. And history history is important. There's no doubt about that. But we're also you know, you got to look forward and 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 make these events a modern day. Uh, festival and and uh, we think two weeks of motorsport in Tasmania in January over the summer period where people from you know the mainland can you know hook their camper vans behind their four-wheel drives or whatever they do head down there spend spend the north first waking up on the north watching the racing at Timmins Plain celebrate Australia Day up there then head south down to Hobart and go to basketball what, what better way to spend your holidays in January yeah, look, we can't wait for it. Uh, it's going to be a, a, a special time. We don't really know what the world might look like uh, at in January with you know how many people might be able to be there and, and all of those sorts of things. But you can imagine that if there is some, some clear air and, uh, and we are able to have gatherings of, of large amounts of people, particularly at Baskerville, which I think only has 7,000 people, you know, there might, it. it might be sold yeah. out. I think there'll be uh, there'll be a waiting list to get a ticket for it there, Grant. I think at basketball, and, and you're right with regards to to crowds and what's happening, you know, with the, the COVID-19 situation. Look, none of us know, but we can't just sit here and wait and not plan things. We've got to plan things, and if, if the time comes that you can't, you know, get the numbers in that you hope to get in, all those all, all, all that if that element of, pop, of restrictions of crowds and things is still in place, you just got to deal with it at the time. But if you you know, if you just wait around for things to happen and don't plan things, well, nothing will happen. So hey, we're all about getting things done and doing things. Um, so regardless of what crowd can or can't be there, the event will be on. Um, you know, it will be a shame if we can't pack out both 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 uh, both venues. But uh, let's hope by that uh, by January, let's just hope that things are uh, heading in the right direction. They certainly are at this point. We're in May. We're in May now, and uh, we know it can change. But we just still uh, we'll just keep heading in the direction we're going. I think come January. You know, the feeling is that uh, we should be able to uh, fill both venues, so uh, fingers crossed. The VHT S5000 Australian Drivers' Championship will have five rounds this year. Chris Lambden, category manager for S5000, your take on the recently announced calendar? Well, I think it's actually a really good outcome. Um, as you know, we, we were looking at initially to uh, run a four-round uh, series potentially, but then the um, the option to to run a fifth and, and finale round in Tasmania in January came up, um, which is something that Gary's been pursuing, and uh, I think that's I think that makes a tremendous series. There's certainty to uh, anyone who's now looking at taking part, and believe me, January in Tassie I think is going to be uh, it's going to be a terrific a terrific few days. Yeah, we can't wait for Tassie. Tell us about the interest so far in S5000 and, you know, the amount of drivers we might see return to the cars that start or tried to start the year at the Grand Prix. Yes, I mean, we still try to forget about that day, don't we? We were within half an hour of racing at the Grand Prix that didn't happen. But look, most of the um, local Australian-based teams, I think, are ready to go again. 
Um, you know, everyone's working their way through uh, the econ economics of the current situation, but I think that's okay. Um, look, I don't think uh, the international travel situation is going to allow Rubens Barrichello uh, to come back. So, you know, there, there are some there's some spots there and some options for people. And uh, you know, now we've got uh, we've got 17 cars all up. Um, there are some spots available. We've got a confirmed series. You know, I, I think it's um, it's a really good option for, for any hot young drivers around at the moment. So there you have it. Great to hear from Chris Lambden there talking about S5000, talking about the, uh, the exciting um, new series, the first full full series for these cars as well. And he's quite uh, confident that we're going to see a, a good, strong, regular pack of S5000s. And, and I think that's um, really positive for mm. the ARG events that, that we're going to have regular regular S5000 drivers uh, and, and some pretty good names as well. He's got every right to be uh, excited. The, the races that they did last year were exciting. The cars sound fantastic and there's been a huge amount of talk and hype about the cars. Um, personally, I was really looking forward to the Grand Prix. We all know why that didn't happen, but to hear them going around the circuit, it's just a totally different vibe that we don't really get in Australian motorsport outside of V8 supercars. So there's so much merit to these S5000 cars. Everyone wants to get in and have a go. So I can see why he'd be confident going into this new season, even though we've gone through a, a funny time. The, there's a lot of people there chomping at the bit, ready to uh, go racing in those cars. Well, well, we can't wait for it. We can't wait. I tell you, the only uh, upsetting thing about the whole thing, we're up to episode 11 of mm. Parked Up. And as soon as we realised, geez, we don't have actually much to do, we thought, oh, we better do a podcast and we'll keep the content beast churning, uh, which which we have done. Eleven straight weeks. Mm. We've still got eleven weeks to go before that is unbelievable. Sydney Park. <laughs> Honestly, that's unbelievable to think. Uh, it's unbelievable to think that it's June next week. Yeah, that's crazy. Almost halfway through the year. Oh man, what a year! Well, um, at least uh, <laughs> at least tax time this year won't be as taxing <laughs> because I don't have as much to count. Yes, uh, but what I love about it is there's some light at the end of the tunnel. We've spoken about this, you know, in previous episodes and we're, we're sort of harping on about it, but there literally is now. We know what we're doing. We've got a direction um, and now everybody's gearing up to go racing again. So uh, we've got a few exciting guests on today's show, though. That we've, got, are... we've got a good collection of guests, very good collection of guests. They are James Golding, S5000 driver, eSport Cup racer we've got david wall your boss at wall racing who run your honda civic type r tcr cars and we've also got mark tierney who is the boss of race fuels yes and the reason we're talking to him tony is that parked up has its first major sponsor baby you're kidding uh, cue, ching, ching, cue the ching, music ching. cue the music for uh, all the cheering crowd wait for it yeah, there we go. The crowd are absolutely loving it. We've got ourselves our first naming major sponsor. Rights. Naming Naming rights. Well, they're going to be powered by. We're powered, powered by, powered by, race, by fuels. race fuels. Awesome. Well done. Good job. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> we, we thank Mark Tierney for that, and we will talk to him a little later on just about what race fuels does. I'm sure mm. everyone's seen Well, uh, we haven't been fuels. going racing, though, so well, we have, we it'll be have interesting not. to see how they've been keeping busy. We, we will definitely ask that question. 
and they're uh, extremely important. When we do go racing, they're uh, extremely important. In a lot of ways, uh, the racing does not happen without them. So they play a vital role in the Australian motorsport scene. So we thank them for our su the support for Parked Up before we move into our guest, Tony. Mm. Let's talk about the Car Sales ARG Esport Cup the final round next week, we've been going at this for 10 weeks. We've been mm. doing that for some time too. The final round, recently confirmed, mm. is a two-driver, two-hour race at that little circuit in country New South Wales called Mount Panorama Bathus. Lots of, yes. lots of chat, lots of online froth happening right now with people sorting out. The, the rules are that you have to sort out the, the 40 regular drivers we have have to find their own co-driver. Mm -hmm. There's a, a couple of really cool names already being touted, a couple of really good names already confirmed. A few pro sim racers, mm. a few real world guys. Here's one for you, Jaden Ransley and who's running second in the series, is going to team up with Andre Heimgartner. All right. That's cool. Yeah. That'll be confirmed real soon. Yeah. But what the nation really wants to know, Tony, <laughs> who is driving the number 50 Tony-supported <laughs> Honda Civic lookalike iRacing touring car around Mount Panorama in this two-driver race? Can you reveal? My phone has been going absolutely off tap since you guys announced it was a two-driver race. But I can announce it today. Oh, it's big news, guys! Big news. Here we go. Oh, the yep. best bit is yep. there is no seat insert required. Yes. Well, no. what are you giving it to your son, Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> no, not this time. But uh, Fabian Coulthard, my teammate at Shell V Power, will be joining me for the Bathurst two-hour enduro. Amazing. Very excited about this. Now, he uh, has been doing a lot of online racing recently in supercars. He's been giving me a few little tips. So I've, I've sort of put out the challenge now. I'm like, come and join me at this race and, and actually drive a TCR car and see what they're like. Um, I was chatting with him actually today, and he's genuinely excited about uh, doing the event. He was surprised how long the race is. He thought it might be like half an hour you know, <laughs> each or something, but we've got to do an hour each. Uh, and he goes, shit, I'm going to have to do a bit of practice for this, aren't I? Do they, um, will, will, will it do a full stint on a, a fuel load? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person here, mate. I don't know yet. I'll tell you what, mate, I need some help on this sim racing. You know, I've, I've, I've been trying to really enjoy it, but it is so frustrating because I've been going terribly. So I, I'm sort of bringing the big guns for this event. <laughs> Yeah, Literally. well, Fabian's, Fabian's been doing really, yeah. really well. A bit of pressure, though, because the roles are reversed now. Generally, Fabs would do the qualifying. He'd do all the hard stints, the hero stints, bring it home. You know, this time around, I'm going to have to do the qualifying, and he's going to have to act happy that, uh, you know, if we don't qualify well, which I can definitely say we won't. And then he's going to race it to the front at the start. Okay. And then Easy, good plan, good strategy. Maybe you strategy. should do strategy. And then I'm going to try and not, you know, let the team down here because I'm terrible at this stuff. Oh, don't uh, don't say that. You finished 14th in the F3 race at Imola just gone. So uh, obviously you had um, a couple of little shunty poos in the yeah. in the Audi, but you then turned it around to stay out of trouble. Well, this is, why, this is why I want Fabs to start the race because all the action happens at the start. 
you know, it's so difficult to stay out of trouble. Like in the F3 race the other night, I stopped at turn one and waited for everybody to crash and then got going. Like it's ridiculous. Every, like no one can uh, not touch wheels. So yep. the TCR car is a little bit different because you can have a little bit of bump and grind and get away with it. And hopefully everyone at Bathurst, knowing it's a two-hour enduro, will behave themselves. But that's what they were told uh, the other night as well. So anyway, it's going to be fun though because I think there's going to be a few other supercar guys joining the field and you know pro sim races who are going to be just ridiculously fast. Uh, and we all know that Bathurst is very unforgiving. So uh, see how we go. Yeah, well, well, you uh, you've given yourself someone who certainly has been doing really, really, really well. He's a uh, very competent, knows his way around mm. Mount Panorama, uh, and uh, also just a nice little way for you guys to bond a little bit more uh, ahead of the uh, the endurance races in the Shell V Power team. Yeah, they're a little while away, so uh, it is nice just to connect because obviously haven't seen each other for a little while and. Uh, they're up in the Gold Coast. I'm down in Melbourne, so it'd be borders, good. borders closed. Yeah, borders closed. So it'd be it'd be good to uh, just have a bit of fun during the night and uh, get the team interacting also, and uh, yeah, just see if we can go for a result. I got the word though from Ryan's story today. He gave us the okay to do it, Amazing. but he said we have to win. Ah, so well, if we don't win, then are we in trouble for doing it? I'm not sure. Well, maybe actually, I'd said maybe you should do the strategy, but I reckon he should do the strategy. If, well, yes. If he just said like you, you have to go and win, that that's what you have to do. Then that's a, what a great strategy. He could call. do the strategy as well. I have no doubt. He's yes. a man of many talents. We can't wait for the final round of the car sales, ARG Esport Cup. But we've got a couple of real cool guests coming up. First, James Golding, S five thousand driver. Let's get him on the phone. Tony, ring, ring, ring. And our first guest on this episode of Parked Up, powered by Race Fuels, is James Golding from the GRM S5000 program. James, thanks for joining us on Parked Up. Thank you. It's awesome to be on here. Thanks, mate. We know you've been looking forward to this. We saved you, saved you for the 11th episode uh, for no great reason at all. But um, we are interested to know what you've been doing over the... Uh, over the past few weeks, since you know we haven't been been doing real race cars, how's your world looked? Yeah, some things have changed. Some have just continued on. Obviously, all the training stuff's been continuing on, and all my go kart prep, which I usually do all the work on that myself. I've sort of been tinkering around in that still. And um, but with my spare time, I've actually gone out and bought a set of DJ decks to have a bit of fun on. I've always had a bit of an interest in mixing music, so I've started that up and started spinning some tunes in just for a bit of fun so that's taken up my time a bit along with all the um sim racing amazing let's talk about this new music venture of yours uh you probably haven't had a great audience to play with over the uh, play two over the last little while um is it now just practicing before you go and hit the clubs yeah no nah, i mean I just took it up for a bit of fun to begin with. But, um, yeah, obviously I only have a couple of people I'm sharing the house with that give me a bit of feedback, and that's all I need for now. I've, I've actually done a couple of um, live streams recently, so if, if anyone's keen to listen, jump on me Twitch. I'll do a couple of um, DJ live streams for a bit of fun, and, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, actually. Here we go. Maybe I'm a little bit too old, but I did think that Twitch was only for gaming, but uh, seems like you can uh, take it into um, many different areas. How many followers do you have on Twitch? 
Um, uh, just shy of 300 at the moment. So if anyone out there wants to jump on, definitely do it. But um, yeah, I actually wasn't sure about. I thought it was just gaming as well, but it turns out people do cooking and um, fitness training and all sorts of stuff through there. So it's actually a pretty good, um, pretty good app or website if you want to call it that. James, it's TD, mate. Uh, what else are you using this Twitch for? Any uh, anything in the bedroom, mate? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's all um, top secret. So uh, keep that pretty quiet. But yeah, no, it's it's, it's been a bit adventure. It's pretty tricky to get set up, but once you set up, it's actually pretty enjoyable and a good way to connect to fans and and talk to them. So you know. People watching the uh, sim racing that that might not know too much about it, you can sort of explain as you go, and they can ask questions, which is which is really handy. So they're not just watching it going, oh, what's going on there? They can actually talk to you while you're racing and find out more information for themselves. So it's been pretty handy, I think. I must admit, I joined Twitch recently just to watch some of the supercar stuff and just sort of get some of the behind the scenes. So from a fan's point of view, I think it definitely does serve a purpose, but. I'm like Grant. I didn't realise that it extended outside of motorsport. Um, but let's talk a little bit, a little bit about esports. Um, you're doing the Car Sales ARG Esport Cup, uh, going very well. How are you finding it? Jumping from the F3 to the TCR car um, on these sort of double headers. Yeah, oh, totally different kettle of fish when it comes to those two cars. One's probably at one end of the spectrum, and mm. one's at the other. So it's a bit of a handful. I'm glad that it's been in the way that the TCR cars first and the F3 second, because <laughs> it's definitely a lot easier to go back to the F3 car just because of the grip and that sort of thing. You sort of jump in and find yourself underdriving a little bit rather than going from that to the TCR car, you'd probably be spearing off left, right and centre. So yep. it's been a good challenge. I actually prefer the ones where we swap cars because uh, if you're having a bad night and you're getting sick of it, at least you've got something to change it up a bit. Yeah, I tend to agree. It's... Uh... Definitely the format, having the TCR car first grant, is the way to go because when we first did that at Phillip Island, I thought if we have F3 first, we're going to end up off the end of the straight when we jump in the, the uh, TCR car there. So, um, But we've got the Bathurst Enduro next week, uh, the big Bathurst two-hour race. Um, have you got anyone special that you're partnering up with? Yeah, I've um, once I heard the news, I was actually pretty excited because... I've got a bit of uh, a local knowledge around Bathurst coming in for me co-driver. I've oh, got um, Brad Newman, which is a local down there. He's um, he's done a bit of go-karting and, and sim racing as well. He's actually moved in with me recently uh, right. over summer down in Melbourne. So, um, yeah, Numo's going to jump on with me, A-team, and we'll, we'll share the same simulator. So we'll have to – I'll have the Twitch going so everyone knows that we've changed drivers rather than me just putting him on the phone because he'll be faster. <laughs> but um, – yeah, really looking forward to it. Numo's helped me out a lot with all my sim racing stuff, so it's good to be able to jump in and do a race with him. Oh, he sounds like a bit of a pro. Um, how did you find it? The other night you jumped on the supercars online racing as well, went to Interlagos with the supercars. How did you find that? How did you compare the supercar version of online racing compared to what we've been doing here at ARG? Yeah, I think they're both um, extremely competitive. The guys at the front are, are really fast. I was probably um, not quite as far up in there one speed-wise comparison to the ARG, but obviously I've been focusing on the ARG a lot more. So I think our, our championship's just as um, competitive, but obviously, once again, totally different car. You look at a supercar versus TCR and F3, it's sort of like a 
a totally different thing again. You know, you're going from a, the TCR cars, obviously front wheel drive, um, supercars rear wheel drive, but it's also really heavy. And then you got the F3 car that's light and got aero, but it's got no power. So uh, a bit to get used to. And I, I did a fair bit of practice, but my pace wasn't quite um, quite up to scratch with some of the front guys there. The pace, you know, you do a good lap and you look at it and you go you're six tenths off or half second and you go, how am I going to find that? But there's just little bits everywhere and just just laps is what what makes a difference. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think the the racing ran probably pretty similar to ours. You have the odd incident, which is um, you know part of our racing. I think sometimes it it causes an incident out of nothing. Other times you can race close and and it doesn't have a problem. So. In terms of racing-wise, I thought it was just as good as our championship, and I enjoyed it just as much. It was just good to jump in with a different bunch of guys and sort of see how I fared against them. So I, I had really, really good fun. You uh, you were driving with the colours of Irwin Tools as part of your endurance deal that you have to drive with Mark Winterbottom in the Supercars Championship endurance races uh, later in the year. Um, what Were you in the same discord with the team 18 boys or did you, uh, did you have your own clique uh, that you were hanging out with? Yeah, we're in the, we're in one sort of before during the race, we sort of just all went with our own spotters or engineers, um, which I had Numo who got, um, got driving with me next week in the enduro. So it was good to get on the same page with him. He, he's pretty good with all that strategy and that sort of thing. So we had a pretty good race in the last one, finishing up fourth, but the first two I made a few errors. So, I was glad to get that one, a decent one. Otherwise, I would have been unhappy with my efforts for my wild card. But it was, it was really good. Um, had a few good passes and dodged a few crashes, just the same as our racing. So it was, it was good. Well, we've uh, we've all certainly enjoyed the i racing, the online racing. It's been a new experience for a lot of people, and sometimes easy to forget that we actually all do this because we go real car racing from, uh, or used to go real car racing, and. We've been parked up for a while, but just in the last week, we've had the calendar come out and a five-round championship for uh, for S5000, which is what you are a part of. Last time yep. you drove an S5000 car, you were on pole position at Albert Park for the Australian Grand Prix. Uh, we haven't gone racing since. So uh, give us yep. your thoughts on what you think the calendar will be like and uh, some expectations for, for when we go racing for real again. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I like the tracks we're going to. Phillip Island's one of my favourite ones. Um, be good to get down to Tassie for something different. Don't know how we're going to go get through that hairpin. Might have to uh, lift up the right height of the cars a bit. But, um, yeah, obviously it's fantastic to even have a calendar release for this year. Obviously got that one event in January. But um, to know that we're going to be going racing in a couple of months' time is just awesome. And good motivation too. You know, you Keeping racing on the online's good, but the real thing's what matters most to us. And um, to know that we're going to be jumping back in that soon's awesome. Obviously, the supercar stuff as well. Um, driving with Frosty, I had a bit of a taste of that at the start of the year with the test day at Tail and Ben, which went really well. And then, um, yeah, we've just been hanging out to get back in that as well. So, yeah, we'll wait a little bit more. And um, once we jump back in, hopefully we can resume to where we left off, like you said, at Albert Park on pole and, and um, also had my first kart race of the year, which I won over at Talonbend also. So we had an awesome start of the year and then she was put on pause. So if we can resume that, we'll be laughing. 
Well, you're like all of us. We've all been we've all been put on pause, and we, you know, we we can't wait to get back racing. Uh, but uh, have you, uh, you you were talking a little bit about doing some karting development, doing some uh, engine engine development? How, how serious are you taking your karting? Are you doing the full Australian Championship this year? And and when can we expect to see you uh, get back out into that? Yeah, it's the full Australian Championship this year, so. That hasn't been released yet of the calendar for that. Um, I'm sure it'll come out in the next sort of coming months. Obviously, they're going to work around a lot of other racing because there's some guys that race cars like me and do the go-karts. So, um, yeah, once they organise that, I think also the borders and all that sort of stuff, I'm not sure what the deal is there. But once all that gets up and running, I know local karting started to kick back off again. So... Once that gets going, I'm not sure how many events we'll get through, but there'll definitely be some races towards the end of the year, like, like all other categories. And karting's been obviously a huge fundamental to my career and um, something I've really enjoyed and, and still do today. The KZ's one of the most fierce categories I've ever competed in, and, and that's why I love it. I also do a lot of work on it myself, engine stuff and that, so it's... It's, you know, a bit of that mechanic side from me kicking in when I did my apprenticeship for GRM and all that sort of stuff. So I, I always love working on it. And then if you if you go well in a race, it just feels so much sweeter that you've you've put everything into it and it's all it's all part of you, not not a team effort. Yeah, terrific. And Gary lets you use part of his race shop to uh, to tune up the engine, tune up the cart. Yeah, Gary Gary comes in and gives me a few tips of what I should change up on the cart to make it quicker. Yeah, but are any of those so, ha- handy, helpful? Yeah, uh, yeah, he thinks they are, but I, I don't know. I, I just tell him that I try them, but really I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Bit different to the good old days, but anyway, yeah, I shouldn't um, shouldn't say too much about not being a team. Obviously, I've got a good team behind me in the go karts, well with parallel kart supporting me and Johnny, me number one mechanic, which I used to use back in the junior karting days. So. It's cool to be able to go back to that and and um, take a break from all the the race car stuff as well to jump in a cart and and you know a bit less of the media and data and all that sort of stuff going on. You can sort of just jump in and drive fast and forget the rest of it. So that's why I enjoy it as well. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I just want to wind the clock slightly back to your very first test in a S five thousand car. The, the Confirmation that you were going to drive in S5000 came really, really late, just before the first event that we had at Sandown. I was down there yep. with you at uh, for that test day, and uh, I don't think I'd spoken to you prior to, but I'd said, uh, when we got down there and I saw you were there and I knew you were testing, I'd said, oh, hey, let's, let's make sure we get the photo and do some video and uh, so we can you know properly announce that you're going to do it. And you were actually yep. really tentative on on doing that, and you said, "Look, don't put anything out, no photos just yet. Just let me let me see let me see what happens because I might not actually do the Sandown race." Um, yeah, that, that was the vibe I was getting from you. So, um, the the that, that Phillip Island test went uh, went pretty good, and I spoke to you at the end of the day end of the day, and and you said, uh, "Yep, no worries, uh, we're we're good to go." Were you? What what was the what was the reason behind that? You just wanted to make sure that you were comfortable in these in those brand new cars. What what were your feelings? Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it was. Um, getting comfortable with them. Obviously, it's a it's a real beast of a car with the the V8 open wheeler, the aerodynamics. It's got some, but 
compared to, say, a, a Formula 3 car that's underpowered, it's lighter, so the grip level is really high, it's um, a bit easier to drive. So this thing's, because of the weight as well, you've got a big V8, so once the car goes sideways a bit, there's a lot of inertia there. And getting used to all that sort of stuff, the heavy steering and that, I just wanted to make sure that I was 100%, 100% comfortable and and um, heading into Sandown that I could I could run race hard. I didn't want to jump into something that I was a bit unaware of and, and not being able to sort of have a go. I've always, throughout my career, um, enjoyed racing for jumping in and driving as hard as you can. And if I, if I wasn't confident in doing that, then I wasn't, wasn't sort of interested in doing it. So after that day, I was pretty happy that I was... I was pretty comfortable. We didn't get a hell of a lot of laps, but there wasn't too many others with much more experience in it. So I was did enough that I was happy with and um, and certainly glad I did stand out because that all went fantastically. Mm. I think um, sometimes you get a bit of a perception in your mind what these cars can be like, but literally when you drive out of pit lane and do your first lap, suddenly you get the sense of the car and what it's capable of and um, it can sometimes put your mind at mind at ease so the sand down event though for me you know seeing the cars on track for the first time hearing them for the first time was really really impressive we had rubens barrichello here as well did you get a chance to actually spend any time with him other than beat him on the racetrack did he actually come and say g'day and did you get to actually mingle with him outside of uh you know the intense racing environment um not not too much we had had a bit of a chat um before and after a, uh, a media um, sort of interview, you say. Um, and, yeah, I, he was an awesome bloke. Obviously, he's got a lot of experience with all his Formula 1 and the rest of his career, but he was just glad to be in a, a, a race car similar to what he used to do back in the day. So it's good to get his feedback on what the cars were like as well, comparative to what he's driven, and, and he was loving it. So... You know, you don't always get to say that you've raced against an F1 driver and you don't always get to say that you've beaten him before. So, yeah, I, I actually loved it and, and he's a really great bloke. It was good to be able to race Yeah, he's a good ambassador for us that weekend. Um, going forward, though, uh, obviously you've, you've been full-time in supercars in the past with Gary Rogers. Um, yep. And obviously when he closed or, uh, you know, what's the word, Grant? Um, when he downscaled. Stop. Stop, stop, stop doing um, supercars. Yeah. So when Gary stopped doing supercars, you obviously didn't have the opportunity to be full-time anymore, and obviously it's a great opportunity to be joining Mark Winterbottom in the Irwin's car, Irwin car. Um, but going forward, though, mate, you know, obviously the, the um, goal is to get back into supercars. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it wasn't my first choice to, to step down to crow driving, but... Um, there was, on, a, mate, it's not there too was bad. a couple of options. Yeah, a couple of options available um, full time. But I knew that after that season at GRM, I really needed a, a um, car that I could show my true potential in. And and for me, the best best place that I could do that was at Team Owen, um, Team Eighteen. So to jump in there with Frosty, also another great mm. driver proving himself in supercars with championship that person all that sort of stuff to jump in there with him um potential to learn more of him and being in a good car um where i can show what i can do is, is more important to race in a full season maybe not quite a, a top team and and um you know a bit more hesitant to being able to show 
what I can do because, you know, driving wise, obviously you want to be in full time. You want to be doing the laps. You're gonna you're gonna learn more as you go, whether you're racing at the front or racing at the back. But in terms of being on the radar of of um, team managers and, and uh, team owners, you need to be in a good car to show what you can do, and and that's that's why I made that decision. I'm just now we're at the point. I was getting a bit worried about not being able to race at all to and and then having the years delayed. But um, it's looking like we should be able to get the enduros done, which I'm really looking forward to. Jumping the car again with Frosty, I had a good good test at the start of the year and and um, felt really comfortable in the car. So I think I think we're um, we're actually on for some good endurance races together. Yeah, great. We can't wait to see you in the Irwin Tools Commodore. Do you think the S5000 season and having those laps will help um, while, while it's not, you know, being that full-time supercars driver, it's it's almost the next best thing? Yeah, I think so, for sure. I mean, even the karting as well, like all of it together helps hand-in-hand. Hand. Supercars experience helps helped me in the S5000, um, getting out in the cart frequently, keeping up your reflexes and, and all that sort of stuff keeps your mind ticking over too. You might pick up one thing from another and think, oh, I might be able to try that in the other one. I've never tried that before. So they all work well together. The S5000 is obviously a bit quicker than the supercar, so you can jump in the supercar, feel like, oh, it's happening a bit slow. I've got more time. I can I can do this here. And, and you find yourself being able to um, be a little bit ahead of the game, which is which is really handy, especially in, the, in that sort of cutthroat type racing as it is. Yeah, terrific. Well, we can't wait to see you in S5000 either. The real racing can't come soon enough. It's 11 weeks until the City Motorsport Park S5000 uh, event comes alive and uh, we're all super thirsty to see some real, real race cars. As much as we'd liked uh, watching you in uh, uh, on your Twitch and, uh, and, and all of that, but maybe your Twitch channel can be uh, dedicated soon to your... Um, to your newfound music career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how we go. See if I end up um, wanting to sell the sim once we get back real racing. But uh, no, I'll probably nah, keep it. It's, nah, it's good to be so. There you go. Perfect. Well, James Golding, thanks for joining us on Parked Up and uh, no doubt we'll see you at a real racetrack real soon. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Thanks, buddy. And great to talk to James Golding. He's got a bit going on, getting ready for racing, doing some karting, doing some online racing, DJing. He, he's got it all. He's a bachelor, isn't he? Because he just spends so much time dedicating his life to going car racing and doing anything that he wants to do. You can just see he's back in the cart. He's uh, been doing a heap of online racing. He did a 24-hour race the other night as well. So I can guarantee if he had a family to look after as well, he wouldn't be allowed to do that much. What so, an era these young kids have grown so up I'm just so jealous. In. I'm so jealous. But he's a super dedicated guy to his to his craft. He's training a lot and not only physically but also uh, you know, mentally and, and doing all the extra activities there to get him ready for when we go racing again. And he, we talked about the S5000 and it's something that he'd never done before, but he adapted himself really quickly to those cars and he's up against some guys that have done open wheelers overseas and had a lot more experience and to actually be one of the guys to beat you know straight up shows that he's got a huge amount of talent behind the wheel so 
Interesting to get his feedback as well about driving with Frosty and not taking other endurance, uh, sorry, main series drives. And I can relate to that as well because you're only really as good as the car that you're in. And to show what he's capable of, he needs to be in the best car possible. And those opportunities might not have been able to showcase that, but the Irwin uh, Commodore should. So those guys will actually be quite quick together. Yeah, well, no doubt that the Team 18 are taking things super, super seriously, just recently expanding to two cars for Mark Winterbottom and Scott Pye as well. And um, and, and getting James is um, is a, a great get for the Charlie Schwerkolt team because uh, he's got all that recent mm-hmm. supercars experience and that, that's actually really hard to find in that co-driver world. Uh, now, one guy who hasn't done the supercars co-driving for a long time but has been pointing fingers and yelling at yourself it's david wall he still does a bit of racing himself in carrera cup but he also looks after your uh, honda civic tcr car uh, through the under the wall racing banner in the tcr series so um i thought let's get him on the phone and uh, and have a bit of a chat we haven't spoken to a, a team owner in a little while um is he going to uncover any dark deep secrets on yourself should i have prepped him for this no, but I'm going to try and stitch him up a little bit. It'd be good to catch up with Wally because those boys uh, have been very busy and he's been doing a bit of online racing as well. But, uh, you know, you sort of spoke about how he hasn't done in co-drive for a little bit, but he's probably driving better than ever. Like, he's one of the guns in Carrera Cup. Uh, Cooper Murray is winning the championship at the moment, who's a young gun and, and meant to be the next Matt Campbell. And Wally is sticking it to him. So he's doing a great job there. Those boys know how to prep a car. So it'll be interesting to see what they've been up to. Okay, let's go. David Wall. And it's a pleasure to welcome David Wall to the Parked Up podcast. Former racer. I'm sure he still wants to do a lot of racing. Racing in the Carrera Cup championship, but also running the Wall Racing Honda cars in the TCR Australia Series. David Wall, thanks for joining us on Parked Up. Hi guys, how are you? Um, you know, and back off on that uh, retirement or whatever you were there half talking about. It was not driving. There's, uh, there's still plenty of driving going on. Don't you worry. Apologies, I did not mean to uh, to rule you out. I reckon that's unfair too because the last time Wally was in a cup car, he was on pole position. Isn't that right, Wally? Uh, not quite. Oh, not quite shit. pole position. Front row though, <laughs> wasn't it? It sounds sounds really good though. Um, yeah, we last we were lucky enough to be one of the support classes that got a, a race at Melbourne GP, and we had an eventful race, but um, ended up coming fourth in that race. But no, uh, probably probably unfortunately threw away a, a, a first or second because we uh, had a bit of an incident. Went back uh, all the way nearly to twentieth, I think it was, and then came back through to fourth. So see, I was um, right. Had a, you should had a fast be a car. Former, you should be a former driver and making too many mistakes no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> Now, don't be like that, Graham. This this is going to be a very short interview if you keep going that way. No, we're not. Um, we're not no, like we're, that. We're second in the point. We're second in the points at the moment, and uh, we've had um, we've had a bit of luck go our way in some races, and maybe not so much in that one at Melbourne GP. But at the end of the day, we're uh, it's only early days, and we'll see what type of racing we get for the rest of the year. Unfortunately, since then we haven't been doing any racing. Uh, we've missed it madly, but calendars are starting to come back, and we're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel what's your take on the new calendars that we've seen uh, and the outlook for the sport uh look firstly the calendars that are coming out um i think anyone would race anywhere so uh when you have a calendar come out like tcr produced um you've got the best of both worlds we've got a 
very much a um, an A grade calendar there to look forward to, and um, yeah, everyone in the, around the workshops all of a sudden got a, a fairly big pep in their step and um, something to look forward to and something to aim towards. Uh, yeah, the the double header in in Tasmania um, early next year um, is something very unique. Um, our, ourself as a team, we've only been racing in Tasmania once um, and never been to Baskerville, so um, there's plenty to think about there. Um, as far as getting the, the cars ready for the boys and things. But um, I think the overall um, calendar that was produced is, is awesome. Uh, and, um, you know, we'll see, see what the end of the year brings. Um, but, yeah, it's, at the moment it's full steam ahead and um, can't wait to get back to the racetrack for sure. Definitely gives everyone a little bit of motivation again because I think for a while there we're starting to get a little stale and yeah. uh, just filling our days and getting a little bit boring. Um, tell us a little bit about your COVID-19 time, I guess. Uh, what have you guys been doing at the workshop other than uh, making sure it's absolutely spotless? Um, you guys yeah, have been pretty right. busy, haven't you? Uh, yeah, look, we, we've got a, a very um, tight-knit group of, of guys that work here. We're, we're a smaller workshop, but um, we've been together for a while and um, a lot of our customers are the same way. So um, they were very good to us and brought some work forward um, to enable us to keep everyone employed, basically, and keep going. Um, so we've been fixing 12-hour cars. We've had some um, rebuilds on some early model Porsches. Um, you, know, you touched on cleaning things. Our, our trucks are spotless. Um, the workshops are uh, it is beautiful. The, you know, everything's um, kind of fell into place okay, considering what we had going on. Um, and then luckily uh, we've been able to start up our own track days. So we're, um, you know, once again, for those customers, we've put on some days and uh, we had our first one last week and we've got another three coming up within the next five weeks. So um, that obviously keeps everything ticking over as far as a workshop goes, but more importantly, keeps us at the track and uh, keeps the customers happy and they're getting to drive their, their prides and joy at, uh, at different venues that we're able to go to at the moment. Now, you obviously employ one of the fastest mechanics in the country, <laughs> Timmy Reynolds. Yeah, uh, the, we call him the Sim Whisperer. Yep. Oh, man, he's quick. He's so good on the Sim. Um, he told me today, though, that you've got a, a new nickname in the workshop, Terry. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> that's What's one, the story that's behind one this? Yeah. Uh, look, Terry's the guy that comes out when uh, – when David leaves for the afternoon and has to change some tyres, Terry's a tyre guy. Um, as I say, there's only a few of us in the workshop and Terry can get a bit ticked off at times um, when he's changing tyres because it's not his favourite thing to do. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, they've given me that nickname and it's uh, it's kind of stuck. But um, Timmy and Todd and, and DF, they've got all their own nicknames also that I, I won't bring up. It's probably not a, uh, probably not a about, uh, M-rated uh... or R-rated show. What about Disco Daryl? Disco Daryl. Yeah, Disco Daryl comes out every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's probably best to leave that there, Tony. Thanks for that. Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, you've been doing a little bit of online racing yourself, and you were telling me the other day how much you've been enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a proper stitch-up. Um, yeah, look, I've, I enjoy driving the sim, and I enjoy the competition, uh, but... Um, I've had six starts and six shunts so far. So um, I wouldn't say that it's been the most enjoyable thing for me. It's got to be um, the most but, frustrating yeah. thing ever. 
it is I go home and my, my missus looks at me and kind of shakes her head as to say, why are you doing this? But um, <laughs> <laughs> And to be honest, I don't really know. Uh, but I, I do enjoy We've got a, a full motion team here that we train, train drivers on and we do we do all sorts of things here for, for our customers and people who, um, you know, just want to come and have some tuition. Uh, but, yeah, racing them online is totally different to doing that. So, um, mm. yeah, I think it's parts a really of it good, I've enjoyed, uh, parts of it. It's been terrible. Yeah. I think it's a really good tool. Um, we used yeah. it with Adrian just before the uh, Bathurst 12-hour uh, this year and last year. So for, I think it's got some yeah. really good, uh, you know, it's got some good sides to it. But when you're racing it week in, week out, man, I mean, it's so frustrating when you get taken out and you're just uh, a passenger and then it just wrecks your night. And uh, I must admit, uh, on the TCR stuff last night at Imola, I got taken out of the first corner and I was absolutely spewing because I'd done so much practice and then you're out of the game before it's even started. So uh, I can sympathise with you there, mate. But we're going racing yeah. really soon. Um, the cup car stuff, are you locked in for the rest of the year or how that, how's that travelling? Uh, definitely not locked in, unfortunately. Um, you know, like a lot of other drivers out there, I'm I'm no different. Um, still hunting around, trying to get my complete budget together. Um, I'm I'm telling myself I'm going to be at the next round, so we're we're aiming towards that. Um, and as it gets closer and closer, and we find out exactly what the the rest of the year entails, we'll probably um, tell us what we're able to to do with where we sit at the moment. But um, definitely not 100% confirmed. Um, but I'd definitely like to, to finish off the year for sure, especially sitting second in the points and uh, feel like we've got plenty to offer yet. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, sitting second in the points there must be a, a massive motivation to to try and get that uh, to try and get that budget to try and make sure that you're out there. Uh, look, Tony is probably the same as me. We both love the Carrera Cup competition. It's uh, it's got such a uh, great following in Australian motorsport and uh, and always um, very very professionally run. We haven't heard too much though about when they could go uh, racing next. What's uh, what's your sort of expectation on when that series will will get up and firing again? Um, no real expectation. The the series is obviously working with uh, with V8s and all the all the other powers to be going to enabling us to to cross borders and everything else that go into it. Um, so I, I feel like, um, yeah, we're probably another four to six weeks away um, is a bit of a gut feeling. Um, where that will actually kick off, I'm not sure. Um, I think everyone's kind of waiting to see what happens with the V8 round uh, in a few weeks at, at City Motorsport Park. And then I think that'll kind of filter down to everyone and, and dictate what's next. Um, so we're kind of, hoping and praying that it's sooner but uh, at the moment i think we're at least four to six weeks away um, as far as career cup goes but as i touched on before we're uh, we're out and we're testing and i uh, got a few laps in uh, in a very special car the other day as well so i'm kind of keeping my uh, my eye in i got to drive the uh, maddie campbell bathurst winner gd3r which we look after nice uh, which was an absolute joy to drive um, and some bit of a bucket list for me personally i've always wanted to drive a, a current model porsche in in that in that um, makeup so um yeah still keeping myself fresh and uh, we'll see uh when we can get back in the career cup car and see what we can make of the rest of the year does the car still live in the livery and the look and the spec that it, it uh, yep. crossed that finish line at uh, at Bathurst a couple of years ago, 
Yep, absolutely. Um, I mean, we've all seen Maddie's uh, last couple of laps there and, and the bumps and bruises. They are all still exactly the same on the car. Uh, the owner is very much about keeping it as it as it was and um, maintaining that through its history. Um, he's looking at racing the car um, for a couple of times during the year just for pure enjoyment of, of getting to drive that car. Uh, but the car went from... Uh, from the race basically back to Germany, had a complete rebuild. It went to a Ren Sport meeting at Shanghai and then came from Shanghai back to Australia uh, at the end of last year. So, um, yeah, been very, uh, very cool to have it in the workshop. And we finally got to uh, get it out the other day, which was, um, which was awesome. Fantastic. Preserving a piece of Australian motorsport history. We like it. Aaron Noonan would absolutely love it. <laughs> so exactly. to, just uh, a quick question just about your racing slash team ownership um, you've run your own team for for quite some time I apologize yep. for uh, calling you a former driver at the very start <laughs> uh, I definitely did not uh, did not mean that but I guess you know over the uh, past year at the TCR Australia series um, I've seen you, um, you know, uh, pointing fingers uh, and yelling at uh, certain drivers like Tony Dalberto, John Martin, <laughs> and those sorts of guys. Um, just tell us a little bit about how you've adapted to, you know, sometimes being the guy who puts the helmet on and is responsible in that department, then also being responsible um, for other people who put helmets on. Um, yeah, look, to be honest, it's difficult at times um, when you've spent your whole time. Um, as you say, putting a helmet on and, and being a driver, uh, to take a step back and um, and watch other drivers do things that you maybe would like to do also um, is hard in one side. But on the other side of the fence, um, I actually really enjoy um, just effectively going racing with good people, um, trying to get a result with good drivers and um, you know, looking after everything that entails into a, in a weekend at, um, at the racetrack. So um, TCR has been, um, been a, a, a great, piece to our puzzle in our workshop we're lucky enough to run in a, a lot of different classes um, but the boys really enjoy um, going TCR racing and I'm no different um, yeah we, we enjoy having Tony around he's a bit of hard work at times <laughs> um, he's that's just lying. being really honest um, and we enjoy having Johnny Martin around um, we're, unfortunately we were uh, looking to have um, a third car join us this year but that's um, that's changed with a few things that have, have come up uh, throughout the world so uh yeah i just enjoy getting there and uh and being able to kind of take a step back and and watch what goes on and um you know be involved albeit not in a, a driver's form you've definitely got a really cool group of people uh really you can tell that you guys uh, even if you weren't racing, you'd be uh, hanging out together you've got that sort of friendship which i think uh, builds a really good team environment but from my point of view, driving for your team, um, I've enjoyed that side of it because I can relate to you, you can relate to me about you know, when I'm talking about the car or different situations because you, you've been through it yourself. And I think sometimes when you drive for different teams, they don't have that uh, experience or knowledge. So I've enjoyed that part of it because you've been able to shortcut a few things, make suggestions on the driving side as well, but also uh, you know understand when a driver saying this, this is what he means. And I think sometimes they can get lost with an engineer, for instance. Um, and I think sometimes they can get a little bit uh, uh, into their, their data more than just sort of, um, you know, being plain bit, and simple. A little bit too much propeller heading. Yeah, that's it. And you're very <laughs> yeah. uh, black and white in, in many ways. So 
I'm looking forward to the year kicking off. I think last year, you know, we, we started the TCR campaign really well. We obviously had a strong year, but we've learned so much. So we're obviously hoping to try and uh, go one better this year once we actually get going. And, um, you know, hopefully a little bit of testing as well um, to try. And I know you guys have been tuning the cars up a little bit. And uh, David Fife, he's got a few suggestions on what we can do. Um, we've got a pretty close link with uh, Jazz Motorsport as well. Did you want to talk a little bit about how close you guys work with uh, the guys that actually build the TCR cars? Yeah, for sure. So obviously Jazz Motorsport are the, the people who build the cars in Milan um, under the rights for Honda. Um, so our cars, like every other car worldwide, uh, whether it be a TCR car or a Honda NSX that races in GT or comes from that one division and factory. Um, so we're, we're in constant contact with them. At the moment, it's probably once a week, um, albeit we're not doing some racing, but we're, we're talking to them about some of the ideas that we've got going on and what they've found. And it's a, a very much an open forum between us and, and the main people there. Um, and that, that definitely continues out throughout the year and the previous year. So we've had uh, engineers come over. We've had um, factory drivers come over at all sorts of things where they, they want to see uh, their product do well here and they want to see us as a team um, do well. So the best thing for them to do is to send their people that do it day in and day out. And um, I think you, you probably back me up here, Tony. I think when Nestor came out last year, we learned a lot in one round, um, albeit as a driver as well. Um, so our relationship with them, I suppose, continues to grow. But uh, while we're racing, we might talk to them two or three times a week. Um, and that's uh, anything from setup knowledge, uh, maybe questions, might be some upgrades, might have a complaint. Lots of upgrades. Um, yeah, lots of <laughs> settle down. Um, yeah, essentially, um, the, the contact is always open, uh, whether it be the middle of the night. Um, one one contact in particular, we can we can contact there at any time. Um, so obviously, they're on the other side of the world, and um, our time frames don't match up all the time. That's not really a problem for us. So it's been uh, it's been one that we've enjoyed, and as soon as the the world allows us to do so um yeah we, we're all talking about going over to the factory and um you know doing some other things over there as well so yeah i don't know if drivers are invited just yet uh, maybe only team personnel sorry tony but uh i can see in some photos if you like ah oh, spewing i want to uh i'm part of the team mate i want to come over i can speak the language sort of i can eat the yeah, food you've... You've got the facial hair. You've got everything got, ready to go. Definitely got the facial hair, the eyebrows, everything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, it's something that's been on the cards for a while. We're not sure if uh, drivers are going to go. I'm sorry, Tony, oh, but uh, okay. can send you can send you a few postcards or something. Okay. All right. uh, but yeah, they've they've been inviting us since uh, since our first time we got to drive one of their cars, and we had the, the original TCR launch at City Motorsport Park. So. The, the invitation's always open and, uh, yeah, even when we had the 12-hour this year, our workshop was open to them and we had the, the factory NSX here while they were uh, prepping it for a, a week and a half, uh, getting ready for this year's 12-hour. So I'd like to think it's uh, both ways and, um, you yeah, know, in the future, I think it's just going to continue to go stronger and stronger with, um, with a, a great bunch of people but also a very good product. Yeah, I think, uh, like going back to what you are saying about Nestor coming over for the sand-down round, we learn a lot as a team and obviously from a driving yeah. point of view, but he was so professional and so open as well. You know, it's, it's pretty easy for some of those guys to come out here and, and maybe not offer all the advice, but he was genuinely interested in trying to help the team move forward. And I think 
that's not just Nestor, it's all the other guys that we deal with um, within the race team. But looking at Sandown, uh, that was the first time uh, that you that we actually had a double podium for the team, but also yep. uh, the first win in TCR as well. So pretty special weekend, that one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was obviously very dominant, but mm. you've got to remember that he uh, that he drives those cars. He was saying to me, he drives them five to six days a week. Wow. So uh, when you put that into context, he, he should be. <laughs> he should be very good at what he does. And um, as he said, he's very open uh, to, to ourselves. So he helped us with the driving style. And he helped us with uh, a little bit of setup. I think we we're pretty close there, but mm. he, he fine-tuned us in the right direction and maybe backed up what we were, what we were thinking. Um, but then, as you say, a double podium as well, which was uh, was hard to get um, for sure. But uh, yeah, from a looking back now, back to that weekend, uh, you know, we we learnt three weekends in one. It was um, very much good for everybody, including the engineers, and uh, for a team overall to to come away with that type of result was um, yeah, just absolutely everything you could hope for. It's such a shame that the Bathurst International TCR component of won't won't include two drivers uh because of the situation that the world has faced getting cars and getting drivers internationally can't can't uh, can't really happen which means that this year's Bathurst International TCR race will be effectively a uh, a regular sprint round would you um if, if the world had been different or or even for 2021 is Nestor on the on the top of your priority list to uh, to get out here for any two-driver TCR race at, at Bathurst? Uh, look, he's definitely on the list for sure. I mean, there's uh, there was as soon as that event was announced, we had a, a lot of interest for people coming, wanting to drive with uh, our existing cars and drivers and also a lot of European guys that want to come over and, um, and do a one-off event. And Nestor was definitely one of those. Um, actually, I think he was the first <laughs> to contact us and, and want to be involved again. So... Um, yeah, it's 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 a shame that it, the event's not happening. Um, but obviously, uh, for everything that's going on, and um, obviously to try and contain some costs uh, for this year, I think is um, the only way forward. Really, to to turn it into the event that we've got coming up anyway um, is going to be a massive um, a massive plus for the for the class. It's looking like it's going to be uh, probably one of, if not the biggest event um, throughout the year. It's going to be a four day event there, so. Uh, yeah, well, look, hopefully in the future we can get to that two-driver format and uh, definitely Nestor will be on our, uh, on our list when it comes to that time, for sure, to get in contact and try and get his butt back over here and uh, drive one of our cars. Fantastic, mate. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Parked, Parked Up. Pleasure to hear from you. Great to hear that um, the business has been uh, ticking along um, nicely and... You know, we just can't wait to get back out there and uh, and race these uh, these cars for real. In the meantime, you can just uh, keep your track record 100% and keep shunting away on uh, on your uh, on your eye racing. Yeah, <laughs> thanks very much. Yeah, no, uh, good to good to join you guys and obviously have a chat as well. And uh, hopefully see you guys back at the track soon. And uh, I'll get back on my sim because I've obviously got a bit of practice to do. <laughs> thanks, Wally. Cheers, mate. All right, thanks, guys. See ya. Yeah. So great to hear from David Wall, always a uh, excellent guy to talk to. Always, uh, I know as back in my uh, journalistic days and working with him with ARG and, and through the TCR, he always gives you exactly what you need and, yeah. and doesn't muck you around, just gets on with it 
and and uh, he was a, a really great chat and uh, great to see that they're they've gotten through the initial COVID nineteen phase. Mm. There's lots of new things that may come from it, but it certainly seems like they're in a good position to bounce out of it strong. Yeah, as he mentioned, he's got some great customers there that they've been able to keep working, keep the boys on. Uh, full-time I mean a lot of race teams around the country have basically closed their doors during this period until you know there's a bit of promise that we're going racing again so to actually you know keep the boys working keep them active and busy uh, working on you know maybe you know repairing race cars uh, getting ready for upcoming events so it's it's probably a bigger task than what we could ever imagine, to be honest, and quite stressful knowing that uh, you know the whole year and the, the landscape of the year has changed a huge amount, and then trying to make that work and the and the balance sheet um, stack up at the end of the day as well. So I've been talking with Wally this week about uh, you know the new calendar and what that looks like from a budget point of view as well. So. We're, I feel like we're almost at the at the start of the year again. Uh, it's almost like a reset. You know, we we come to uh, an agreement early in the year and what what it was going to cost, and now everything's changed that little bit. So uh, we're all you know trying to work out how to how to make that work because sponsors that were once there might not be there. The landscape's completely changed. So he's not only doing that with me; he'll be doing that with every customer that he that he works with so good to catch up with him uh there's a few little stories there of his different nicknames uh in the workshop that the boys are trying to stitch him up with <laughs> uh to me mick reynolds who joins us on the car sales arg esport cup is one of the fastest mechanics in pit lane uh he was on to me today saying you gotta ask him this gotta ask him that so it, that was that was quite funny so they got a really good bond there at the workshop Okay, and talking about new bonds, we yep. have a new bond with our first major sponsor. It's ra- it's Race Fuels. They've uh, if if you've been to any racetrack in Australia, you would have seen the Race Fuels trucks. You would have seen the Race Fuels gear and and guys running around paddocks in in, tr- in trucks or um, or or push carts or mm. all different types of things, making sure cars from the top level of supercars mm. um, all the way through the support category state race meetings uh, club events I'll tell you uh, what they must every weekend they must be at a racetrack or some sort of event during the not, week because no. they even look after all the uh, driver training events as well they're forever at racetracks every day yep yeah they're a lean and mean team but mm. they they absolutely get the job done and uh it's great that Mark Tinney and his team have uh, joined us to support our cause um, with the uh, with the Parked Up podcast. He's a listener. He's given me feedback in the past, uh, and we thought we'd just give him a uh, quick call now to thank him for his great support. And great to have Mark Tierney from Race Fuels on the phone. Our very, very first major platinum, huge sponsor for the Parked Up podcast. Mark, thanks for joining us and thanks for your support. Hey, thanks, Grant. Long time listener, first time caller, I guess. <laughs> oh, fantastic that you're the first one to say that on Parked Up. So, <laughs> so we, 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 uh, we really like that. Um, so, so tell us, um, you've, uh, you've been involved in the motor racing game for a long time and I know you've uh, listened to Parked Up, among other uh, podcasts as well. Uh, you, you enjoy this, uh, this kind of medium? I think it's a good, good dialogue with 
fans, suppliers, sponsors, drivers, teams. Um, and we want to get across to everyone because we do service everyone. So, no, it works for us. Michael, I'm interested to know, uh, obviously there's no racing going on at the moment, but uh, how have you guys been keeping yourselves busy during this period? And uh, it might actually unlock a little bit more about the business other than just being a supplier of fuel to car events. Thanks, guys. We took, we took the opportunity to upgrade our facility at Sydney Motorsport Park. So that obviously, you know, it's a very busy track, bookings almost every single day. So to have a few weeks uh, without bookings, we got up and uh, we've doubled the tank sizes for the 98 one and the Elf Race 102 up there, uh, which is going to be timely because the light towers going in at uh, St. Louisville Park may also end up with you know, up to 30% more track activity. So it was a good chance to future-proof what we're doing there. Uh, we've got a small project at Phillip Island coming up soon where we're hoping to offer automated and um, credit card sales of 98 one fuel to the masses, which should be good for the island. And we've been busy because uh, we've been involved in some ethanol distribution for hand sanitizer. Um, okay. The, ironically, the same supplier, Manilda, who's tied to BP and the 85 supercars, has um, got ethanol for hand sanitizer. And we uh, we had the equipment, the technology and the staff to get involved. Perfect. So those trucks have been running up and down just as busy as ever. Yeah, so we, uh, we haven't really stopped. I think we'll see um, in the lead-up to the... Um, opening rounds will, will be quiet but uh, certainly it wasn't it wasn't a complete shutdown and uh the family business is, is involved in service stations and cafes and they've been quite busy uh so things are okay well it's good to see that you're keeping yourself busy because a lot of people have been struggling during this period so it's given the other people like yourselves a chance to maybe uh, refine their business and improve it. So when they come out of the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, they're going to be in a better position going forward. So well done on that. Uh, it's exciting though. We've got calendars coming out and we're going racing soon. So your year is about to go crazy. Yeah, we've been honestly gearing up for it. We know it's coming. Um, motorsport's not going to stop. So we are... Uh really exciting over the next six months because I think we're going to go try and cram nine months worth of motorsport in six months. So we're ready to go. The, um, you know, had, had, you know, the, the tricky part with our business is we had importing fuel during COVID-19. This fuel came out of France and Italy, had to come in. We had to take it. We just had nowhere to sell it. So we're looking forward to pushing for some fuel uh, when racing returns. Yeah, and such a shame that we, we did hit that pause. I know in the race fuels world, you had such a massive 2020 planned, not only with um, the regular stuff that you had locked in for uh, the Australian racing calendar, uh, maybe even some expansion on some stuff that you did in Australia, but also an expansion uh, into the international markets as well. Can you tell us a little yeah, bit more um, about that? The, the timing was incredible. We, uh, we, were, we were ready to go, but we've got the contract to supply um, GT Asia, the uh, SRO. Series, formerly known as Bunkpan. So GT Asia had um, six rounds. Um, that's had some amazing facilities like Sapan, Fuji, Suzuki, etc. We're hoping that it starts up soon, but we've certainly lost a big chunk of the calendar and we're looking at maybe one or two rounds moving forward. But we were, honestly, the week after the Grand Prix, we were getting ready to go to Asia and we will know what happened at the Grand Prix. Yeah, well, uh, it was a shame, but now with this newfound uh, huge deal that we've got, Tony and I are looking forward to coming with you to Sepang and Malaysia and, and all those other circuits. We have to file a uh, parked up podcast from from yeah. over over and there, I've got no doubt. I like it. And the phones have not stopped ringing at Race Fuels in the South since this deal was done, so exciting times for all of us. 
<laughs> cool, mate. Hey, look, um, we know you're actually driving now back uh, from Sydney Motorsport Park. You're back on the road. Uh, we know you spend a lot of time on the road as well. Uh, so um, we'll, we'll let you get back to it. So, but we'll, we'll no That's doubt we'll, we'll catch up with you a couple of times throughout the year and see what's new in the race fields world. Look forward to it. Thank you. Well, that was excellent to talk to Mark. Again, we thank him and Race Fuels for its lucrative support of Parked Up. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> oh, it's awesome to have a sponsor so early on in our Parked Up careers, you know. Yeah. It's uh, to have someone backing you and putting their name to your podcast is a very nice thing. So thank you very much. We hope to, uh, you know, do you proud. Now, two of our regular segments. One's a, a bit of an old timer. Uh, another one is a new one. And ah. the first one we're going to do is um, Our Trash, Your Treasure. Yes. The, the trash, Good one this week. The trash has been, like, phenomenal. Like, yeah, we're this not, week. We're, we're is... not giving away uh, rubbish here. Like, this is, it's actually not trash. It's Our Treasure, Your Treasure. That should have probably been the name for it. But this week, Tony, tell everyone what we're, we're giving away via the Parked Up podcast Facebook page. Well, Honda Australia have actually kindly donated, without even knowing that they've kindly donated, a Honda racing jacket. It's a Toro Rosso Red Bull jacket uh, that I got given myself that I haven't worn, and we're going to give that away. So it's a really flash-looking jacket. Um but it's extra small, so unless you're a midget like me, you're not going to fit into it. We did put that disclaimer in there, but we still had quite a very, very good number of uh, comments with people who want to get it. I think we've actually got more comments on this post to win than we actually do have likers for the <laughs> uh, for the page itself, which is odd because the terms and conditions are you have to like the, the parked up facebook page to actually be eligible so we're going to pick someone who is a winner uh, who is a we've got to pick someone who is a follower and uh and we should we should i like how you point to the person that i can't even pronounce their name well like i'll get it wrong nah he's all right no you can get that right kwami 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 i reckon i got that right you did Kwame, because I'm top three most handsome people of all time. So we're the other two? Surely. Of course. Surely. He knows very well. He knows very well. I reckon, so like we had a lot of really great uh, submissions. We even had a couple of poems in there. And we really love that you guys have, uh, some of you have put a, like a lot of effort into um, into trying to, to, trying to, uh, to win this cool prize, uh, some of you just didn't put a great deal amount of effort in, uh, but um, uh, old Kwame there has uh, put a, uh, a nice little spin on it, and he is the winner of the extra small sized yeah. uh, Honda jacket. Honda jacket, oh. and and uh, we really hope he's extra small. But if not, it'd be even just cool to have hanging up yeah. as a as an ornament. I reckon we could only pick one. Uh, so we thank uh, everyone for um, for sub submitting their entries, and we're going to have something even cooler this week. Tony, what have you got for us? <laughs> Stitching me up here big time. No, I think we're going to go back to an ARG polo this week. 
Okay, cool. Because I haven't thought about anything other than that. So, and that was really popular. That was the most popular. Uh, we'll come up with a we'll come up with a pack. We'll come up with a pack uh, of some stuffs. Might even have a uh, let's see if we can get a parked up sticker as well. Do you reckon yes. that's possible? It is possible. Get just so I've got to organise it, and the, I've been very busy this week. Let's get the Maddie Adams and the Moto signs. Yeah, one of our great supporters. I reckon we could probably friends. ask him for sponsorship too. Great. Okay. Let's, let's go. We should ring him right now on <laughs> on the air. No pressure, but you're going to have to uh, donate, donate and money and stickers. There we go. Cool. All right. Well, look, just uh, keep an eye out on the Parked Up Facebook page and you will have the chance to enter yourself into uh, the chance to win a whole bunch of cool stuff. So now it is time for everybody's favourite, favourite, favourite new episode on Parked Up. Not my favourite. Not your favourite. Why not? Because I get stitched up every week. No. Uh, Like always, we're going to record it. We're going to put it on our Park Up Facebook page. And the segment is called... Will Tony Eat It? Will Tony Eat It? Come on, come on, come on. (laughs) This will be exciting. Here we go, folks. I'm a little bit nervous. Last week wasn't too bad. I'll go on this side here. In the uh, the traditional Will Tony Eat It uh, position as well, just near the great man, Peter Brock. Here he is. In my office. Okay, so this is a concoction. Uh, a, a, a couple of weeks in, uh, last weekend, sorry, mm. I was um, doing a bit of a cook up. I made some bolognese. It was delicious. Bolognese? Yep. And Fancy I also made some. What? Some. Oh, right. I got to <laughs> open go. it. I made some homemade chili sauce. Right. Okay. Now. It is delicious. And I love uh, toasted sandwiches. They're like absolutely my favourite. They're my favourite little lunchtime lunchtime snack. Mm. Uh, two toasted sandwiches, heaps of cheese, mm-hmm. uh, some uh, ham and some pickles. And how a much little of this bit of this. A no, little bit. Oh, right. well, I only put a little bit. I okay. do love my chilli sauce. I know you love your chilli sauce. I do. You, I don't, you don't have to have a full teaspoon, okay? We're not ridiculous here at Parked Up. We're not ridiculous. Look at that. It is... Uh, smell it. Tell us what you... It doesn't really smell like a lot. Okay. It, doesn't, it smells a bit. Well, in that like, case, like have tomato. a full full teaspoon. Yeah, I put I put heaps of tomato in, mm. onion. I'm going to have capsicum. a little bit to start with. No. Okay. You're not going to eat any more after that. Really? Yeah. So Tony is just dipping his. He's just dipping it in. Like you need to go full full on. Get it over and done with. That much. You'll be in what? pain for a while. Will Tony eat it? That much. That's the question. Is that going to blow my head off? All the best. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, it's got some bite, hasn't it? I can't even talk. That yeah. is got a lot of sting. I knew we had to wrap up this episode of Parked Up with that as the final thing because uh, yeah, it's got some it's got some bite. The uh, chilies came from my next door neighbour. Absolutely delicious. They they're the best. Uh, and I probably, I probably to put a little bit too much in. It was nice. It, it is was nice. It is but, nice. Yep. Um, <clears throat> it's definitely got a lot of sting on it. Yeah. Yeah. When I first made it, I stuck a big fork in and tried it, and um, thinking that it wasn't going to be too much, I, I probably wasn't thinking. Yeah, I reckon you yep. should try some. No, yep. I tried all the time. No, I reckon you should see how much you can do. Hygiene here, guys. Oh, sharing the spoons. Mm. 
Yeah, no, I, w- I wanted to take that whole lot, but I just can't. Yeah, it's so bitey, isn't it? Oh, it's the best on the sandwiches. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode. Because <laughs> we both won't be able to talk. Thanks for joining us on Parked Up. Tony, you're going to finish it. <laughs> All right, guys. So tune in next week. We've got a huge episode. I don't know what it's going to be about, but uh, it's episode number 12. Have you got any insight or what? To t- episode 12? Yeah. Well, we're going to be one week closer to going racing. And we're looking forward to that. Okay. All right, Thanks for joining us. Parked up, powered by the race fields. We'll see you next week. See ya.